0: How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustle to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. Do you think email is dead? Paige Perino doesn't think so. Through her experience in email marketing, Paige has seen firsthand the value that email has on a business. She started her company, Page Perino Marketing, to support e-commerce businesses in their marketing efforts. Here today to talk about her business, setting boundaries, outsourcing, and pursuing projects that excite you is Paige Perino. Paige, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Sanjay. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you because, um, you know, email marketing is actually one of those things that people think about, but I don't know if they necessarily do that well. Um, and there's a lot to it now, right? It's not like the early days of email. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about your background a little bit. Can you give us a little, like, just two-minute sketch about who you are, where you come from, and, and how you got here?
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in Georgia, and I went to the University of Georgia, where I got a degree in marketing. Um, and there I met my husband, who was in the Marine Corps. Um, so he went to the Marine Corps after... College and um, right after college, him and I moved to the D.C. area so that way he could finish, you know, his Marine Corps training. Um, and during that time, I got a job with Wedding Wire, so that was my first job after college. And I started as an email marketing associate, so entry level position, and learned everything that I could, you know, during during that position where, you know, I'm coding, I'm doing, you know learning all the basics. Um, Shortly after that, we moved to California because he got stationed at um, Camp Pendleton. So I was fortunate enough to continue working remotely for WeddingWire, and I worked there for about four years. And then in, I believe, August of 2021, I started my career um, as a full-time email marketing freelancer.
0: So when you went to school, Um, and then got that first job. Was email actually something that you were thinking that you were going to do? Or is this something that just happened to you getting that first job?
1: So kind of a mix of both. Um, I knew I wanted to do marketing, specifically digital marketing. And I didn't know if that meant social media or email marketing. Um, But when I was in college, I was working with a local boutique, helping them with kind of all of their marketing. So I was able to do a little bit of everything, which exposed me to email marketing. Um, and then once I got the job with, with WeddingWire, it was like then where I was like, Oh wow, I can, there's a lot of potential here with email and it's very niche, I think. Um, and it's a pretty specialized skill. So I was excited to learn more about this one very niche part of marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay, so uh, you were doing the work from or the remote work thing before the the pandemic hit, uh, so you were oh, early yeah. on in, in that, um, which is kind of interesting. But when you were doing that then remotely, when did it come up to you that, hey, you know what? I want to kind of branch out on my own?
1: Yeah, you know, funny enough, um, it was actually because of a TikTok that I saw, so I, I really kind of credit the start of my career to TikTok. Um, it's crazy because, you know, during that time, everyone's home, lockdown, everything, everyone's on TikTok, it felt like. And I came across this video of someone sharing their experience as a virtual assistant and how they were helping clients with Pinterest marketing, social media marketing. And they were talking about creating their own hours, setting their own rates. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I knew that freelancing was an option, but I never really saw the full scope of it until someone else shared their experience. And, um, it was then that I started to do a little bit more research, started, you know, watching all of her videos and started investing in an online course that would teach me about how to set the foundations really for my business. Um, and yeah, it was, I really, like I said, credit this, this TikTok for showing me, you know, what, I could do with my skills in email marketing as a business owner.
0: So uh, did you discover this while you were still working and and then started doing this as kind of a side hustle or?
1: I did, yes. Um, So I think for about the first six months or so into this business venture, it was really just about researching and gaining experience taking small clients here and there, um, working on my website, but all of this was happening while I was working full time. Um, so I would spend, you know, my evenings and weekends taking a new course, doing a new project, things like that. Uh, just to get myself exposed to what it was like to, to start a business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's a hard thing to do, trying to juggle having a full-time job and then starting up a, a, you know, a new thing. How did you manage the, the time there with yep. life and everything else? And, um, and you were in California, your husband was stationed there, uh, maybe he was deployed. So yeah. you know, like, how did that all factor in?
1: Yeah, actually, um, funny that you brought up deployment because that's exactly why I started investing in this because he was deployed during that time. So I suddenly had all of this time on my hands. And I was inspired by this TikTok, I wanted to learn more. And so I started to, like I said, take these courses. Um, and I really just started to set aside a few hours a week. Um, that really helped me to, to stay motivated, but not overwhelmed with everything. Um, so even though like, my husband was gone. I was still trying to keep myself busy with these courses and you know, with my friends and family, et cetera. um so yeah, by by keeping you know a few hours a week that were dedicated to this really helped me to stay balance between my full- time career and the side hustle
0: you know, and, and this sounds like something that uh, you hear a lot of military spouses that end up um doing side hustles or or doing additional things because their loved one happens to not be there because they're deployed. Um, Were there other folks that you knew that were there in California that were doing the same kind of thing?
1: Well, I met people eventually. Um, I think we we were in California for about three years before he deployed. So it gave me an opportunity to really create a strong friend group there. And I had other friends who significant others had already deployed, so I knew Kind of what to expect going into it. Um, my sister-in-law, my, br- my brother-in-law, he is—he um, was in the military as well, so he was deployed at one point. I had my sister-in-law to talk to about it. So there were other people I was around um, who had experienced it, and that was really—that was really helpful as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine the the military also helps with this as well, right? Helps with spouses that that are trying to do. So I, I hope, I hope they're doing something like that.
1: Yeah. If, if, yeah. if not, they um, should be. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, you know they have, they have a bunch of resources, like Facebook groups, just like ways to connect with other people. Um, and yeah, that was, it was really nice to have that network of military spouses, you know, going through similar things and just being a support system.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're on this journey. Um, you're, you're spending time. Um, learning and trying to figure this all out and to to launch your own thing, what is the thing that like tells you like, okay, now's the time to now leave full-time job and go all in on the new venture? Like what, what pushed you over that edge?
1: Yeah, I think so. At this point in my career, I had been with the company for about four years and I was feeling like, I was just ready for a new challenge. Um, wasn't 100% sure what that meant yet until I started to invest my time and energy into this side hustle. Um, but I think what what really started to pick up for me and what really motivated me to um, pursue this full-time was the demand that I saw for this. Uh, I was starting to see more and more people reach out to me with these services. I didn't realize the value that email marketing had until I started connecting with other people outside of my corporate position. Because in my corporate position, you know, it was pretty narrow in the fact that, you know, I'm working with the same team members. I'm working with, you know, we're working towards the same goals. But once I was able to step out of that and see how email marketing can affect, a beauty industry or, you know, a, a service-based business, something that was totally different than what I was in, I saw so much potential for growth. Um, so by by being exposed to these different industries and brands, I saw the potential and I knew that the skills that I had were valuable and I wanted to serve as many people as I could.
0: So let's talk about that for a second. How did you figure out or, or find these people to discover that there was this potential, this, this unmet need out there. Um, did you go just asking people like, how did you find the first client? How did you find additional clients? What was that process for you?
1: Yeah. I'm laughing because my first client was my dad. <laughs> and best client I could have asked for, you know, as a perfect first client, I could make mistakes and he he has his own business. So he was able to kind of guide me through. And that was such a great learning experience. So. You know, if if you're looking for clients and you're nervous about where to get started, see if you can support a family member or a friend because it just takes some of the pressure off. So I'm fortunate that I was able to to start with him. But then my first non-family member client, um, I found through Clubhouse, which I don't know if you remember what Clubhouse was. It was about a year and a half ago. It was this huge like app that just kind of blew up. It was, you know, all audio communications. And people yep. would go into these rooms and have conversations with people in similar industries. And I started just, just listening. And then I started speaking. And then I started sharing my experience. And someone eventually reached out to me saying they needed email marketing support. Um, so that's when I was like, wow, I didn't even realize I could connect with people like this. And um, And then I started to build up my Instagram. And I was able to connect with other women in business on Instagram, someone reach out to me there. Um, and then a lot of it was word of mouth. So as my business continued to grow, more people heard about me and were able to recommend me. So that has been, now today, word of mouth is my number one source uh, for clients.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Um, yeah, you never know kind of that serendipity of something that you do that what it might lead to down down the line, so that's it's, I think you're the first person I've ever heard of t- tell me that clubhouse was was how they found their first client their first non family member client yeah um but that's that's kind of a neat story right there it's It's unfortunate that some of those uh tools and apps that were doing those audio rooms have kind of blown up and gone away, but uh you know it yeah. is what it is it
1: was so it was a trend.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so now looking back, um, you've been doing this now for a couple of years. Well, it's a year, two years, a year and a half, two a year, years, a year. One year. Um, so I, I don't know if you've got this perspective yet n- or not, or, or maybe you do, depending on what's happened, but what do you feel like the biggest risk is that you've, you've taken in starting this business? Has there been something that you're like, man, this is, this is putting all the eggs in one basket or something?
1: When I first started this, job, I, my husband and I were going through a huge transition period in both of our lives. We were living in California at the time and he was getting ready to get out of the Marine Corps and start grad school. And I was just feeling emotionally, mentally ready to leave my corporate position and start something new. And all of this kind of happened at the same time. So we're going from two very stable sources of income, one from the military, one from a corporate position to him going to graduate school with no income and me pursuing my freelancing career. so we really did risk you know having two going from two stable incomes to one risky income um and that was definitely the biggest risk and it was really hard starting out because you know, I'm like, I don't know where this is gonna go. And I'm just grateful that my husband was so supportive in everything and really encouraged me to pursue this. Um, we were fortunate that we were able to prepare ourselves. You know, we we saved ahead of time. Like I said, I had started doing this research, I think about six months before I officially took it full time. So during that time, you know, I'm saving up and I'm just giving myself a little bit of extra cushion. So that way I knew once it was time for both of us to leave our positions, we were able to to do this. Um, So yeah, that was definitely going from two stable incomes to one is uh, definitely the biggest risk that I took.
0: Yeah, Uh, and I I will say this, uh, listeners of this podcast, I think you've probably heard me say this before, is that um, I actually uh, reframe those kinds of risks and say that you actually went from a risky job to a less risky job, because now the only person that can fire you is you. Whereas when you used to work for a corporate (laughs) position, there were people that could fire you and you didn't know coming into the job any, you know, random day, if that was going to be the day. Whereas now every day, you know, if you're going to get fired or not, because it's only you, uh, and, and it all kind of relies on you making it. So I think you, I think Great. you've taken the less risky path. Uh, so you've actually de-risked. So <laughs> well, thank you uh, from before. So, so good on you. Uh, okay. Let, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, um, balance and, and how do you kind of balance all of these things? So your husband's back, not deployed, but now he's going to grad school. So that's, that's a whole another thing, but how do you balance your business and prioritizing time with, with, you know, your family and, and friends and everybody else like that. How do you think about that? And how do you make sure that that happens? How do you protect those boundaries mm-hmm. um, to make sure that you can, you know, spend the time where you want it to be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's tough. I'm not going to lie. It is, it's hard to maintain those boundaries and set specific guidelines, you know, for yourself and expectations. Um, with my husband being in grad school, he is so busy during the week. So I'm really busy during the week. So, you know, during during that time, we both are focused on our own things, which really works for us. Um, But and it makes our weekends that much more sacred. And we really prioritize the time that we get to spend together in the evenings and on the weekends. So I am very protective of that time. I do my best not to check emails, um, get on Slack, like I'm Really focused on the time that I do have with my husband as being present, um, so yeah, I think you know we we both understand that during the week we're doing everything that we can, we're setting the time, we're hustling, and then the weekends are really our our sacred time together, so really try to maximize that,
0: yeah, yeah, so um, I want to dig into something you just said there you you mentioned slack. And Slack is usually only mentioned when you have a team. And so far, we've only talked about you. So do you have a team? Who's who's on the team?
1: I do, yes. Um, so I have a virtual assistant, and she's not on Slack with me, but I do have a freelancer, an email marketing freelancer who supports with client projects. And she's on Slack. Um, but, you know, I also have a client who I connect with over Slack as well. It just seems to be the best channel of communication. So when I have, you know, client projects or when I'm communicating with my other team member, um, I try to set boundaries and, and time limits on Slack. So that way I'm not checking in, you know, on Saturdays or Sunday evenings, things like that. But yes, yeah. I do have two two team members.
0: Okay. And and what drove you to, to think about getting a virtual assistant? Like, what was it that you're like, I, I need help with this?
1: Yeah, it was the small tasks that seem small, but take up a significant amount of time time repeatedly. For example, checking my email inbox, you know, and following up with leads. That lead generation portion of my business is huge. But if I'm focused solely on lead generation, I can't manage my current clients that I have. And so... Then I also have social media. And that has been a huge part of her responsibilities is making sure that I have the content that I need, that I'm engaging with accounts and just staying present. So she's really helped me to take care of these these tasks that are important for my business, but that kind of take me out of my area of expertise, which is email marketing.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I I think a lot of people struggle, and I gotta admit I've struggled too with this, of Of like when is the right time to hire a virtual assistant uh and and for what really and 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 how to delegate tasks, so it sounds like you've kind of really honed in your virtual assistant really does just a couple of things what What made you hone in on those tasks as the thing that you wanted to outsource to somebody like that?
1: Well, I started taking inventory of what was taking away energy for me and what was giving me energy. And so I was finding that engaging on social media and while it is exciting and I do like to connect to other people, I found that it was taking up a lot of my time and I could spend hours on Instagram, but that was taking me away from my business. And so that was the first place where I was able to recognize I need support here. Um, same goes with, my, with lead generation and just making sure that I'm following up with clients. You know, I could have a an email that hasn't been responded to in a couple of days because it just slipped my mind. But by having someone else hold me accountable, that's allowed me to be more present and respond quicker to emails and give my clients a better experience overall.
0: Yeah. Do- doom scrolling through Instagram is probably not the best way to build a business. <laughs> so um, whatever you can no. do to avoid that is is, is a good thing. Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox, committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at Hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. Let's dive into kind of um, some other tools. Like we've talked about Slack um, and you talked about uh, Instagram as one of your main things, but Um, Are there any other technologies or apps or systems that you've implemented for yourself or for your team um, that you'd recommend and kind of, if you could share, like how did it help you launch your business?
1: Sure, absolutely. And I will say before getting into the tools and platforms and everything like that, I will say that there are so many out there now that the best piece of advice I can give is to find one and stick with it. It's so easy to get distracted by all these different tools, but I found the most success is that when I can utilize a platform to its maximum potential. Um, So whatever that platform is for you, just utilize it the most that you can. For me, I've found that Notion is really helpful. Notion is a project management tool that my virtual assistant and I use to stay organized on content, Leads that need replying to, things like that. It's just like a really one, one place for everything. Um, and then with my clients, I use Asana to track projects. So those are two two tools that I use almost daily in my business.
0: Yeah, those, those, those are two great options as well. And, and I think for a lot of people... I think your advice is really great there of like, don't get distracted. Don't be the dog in the movie Up that gets distracted by the squirrel, uh, right? Like, right. like, don't do that um, because there's always going to be a, a new tool out there with something shiny that whatever you're using doesn't have. But that doesn't mean that it's worthwhile necessarily to make a shift and have to relearn everything.
1: Exactly. And I was finding, too, that especially when I was just starting my business, that I was the same thing. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can build a website. I can, you know, work on my branding. I can work on a logo. There were so many different things that were taking my attention away from just getting started. Yeah. And, um, I find that, you know, once I'm able, once I've made a decision and saying, okay, I'm going to work on my website today, that's what, that's what it's going to be. Then that has helped me to progress and just, just, get things done. And it doesn't seem as overwhelming, you know, when you just take one project at a time. Um, cause yeah, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and distracted <laughs> by what you could or could not be doing, you know, so many different things.
0: Yeah. The, the blessing and the curse of having the internet, right. Uh, Before the internet days, it was it was a lot harder to get distracted because you didn't have anything to uh, entertain you. Sure. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. But then again, without the internet, we couldn't do email. So uh, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. So absolutely. Last piece of advice for our listeners: for folks that are are thinking about taking the leap um, and launching a side hustle or taking their side hustle into a a full time business, like you did. other than not getting distracted by the shiny new features of of some new app and tool, uh, what advice would you give them?
1: Absolutely, so when you're thinking about starting your business, I think it's easy to think really big. I could create this global company with hundreds of employees. And while sometimes it seems exciting, can also prevent you from taking any action at all because you don't even know where to start. And I know that I felt this way too when I was starting my business. Um, So I would say just start small. Start with one project at a time. Start by building your social media presence. And then once you feel comfortable with that, take on your website or start your lead generation. There are so many small ways to get started that are going to continue to add up over time. So just start with something small and really get it to a place where you feel comfortable before taking on anything else.
0: I love that, I love that. And um, email should be one of those things that you should think about uh, doing. Absolutely. Because there is a <laughs> lot of value in email and email is not dead no matter what other people tell you. Um, Paige, it's Agreed. been awesome having you on the show. Um, Thanks a lot for coming on. And if people want to find you, where can they find you?
1: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is Marketing, and join my email list as well. So you can sign up from my Instagram bio, but thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Side Hustle to Small Business Podcast powered by Hiscox. To learn more about how HISCOX can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit HISCOX.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. And if you have a story you want to hear on this podcast, please visit hiscoxcom share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Park You can find me on Twitter at Sanjay. That's S A N J A Y or on my website at SanjayParek.com.